I'm going to be sharing with you probably the most important message to this point that I've given here. It's the new book I will be working on called Whisper Prayers. That sounds funny, doesn't it? Whisper Prayers. But you'll understand after I go through it what I mean by that. Let me put this up a minute so I've got more room. Whisper Prayers came about when I would... Just be, have you ever done this? You're sitting there and you just say, say to yourself, man, I wish God would do this, whatever it is. Anybody ever done that? You don't outwardly say it. You just think, man, it'd be neat if so-and-so happened. In the last four months, I would do that. I'd say, Lord, it'd be great if I could get some new tires for my car. Not even think if it's possible. And then lo and behold, it just all fell into place and I got new tires. That's just a practical example. I didn't go, Lord, I claim and, and declare. And I, you know, I didn't do any of that. I just said, it'd be nice if. That's what I call a whisper prayer. It's these, these desires of the heart that God wants to fulfill every day. Do y'all believe that? I've got one amen again. Okay, I'm going to preach to her, I guess. I don't know. It looks like that's the way it's going to be. Okay, turn to Psalm 37, and let's talk about this. Does he want you to have the desires of your heart every day? Let's try it again. Yes? Okay, now we're in line. Okay, good deal. Here's what the Scripture says in Psalm 37, starting in verse 3. She may, yep, she's so good at this. Look at what the scripture says. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. One thing that needs to happen for whisper prayers, if you will, to start happening is you start doing good. This is really meaning a lot to me. Um, There was a special prayer at the beginning of the service for what's going on in the culture. And what the culture needs to see is the church being good. We need to go over and above what we, we normally do to show and shine the light of Jesus. So we really need at this hour, and it's been prophesied for 30 years, in the last days, the church will be the brightest shining it's ever been. And I think we're at that point. We're at that point where we need to now shine and show them that church is not boring, but it's powerful. Another one, amen. Okay, anybody else? Is the church supposed to be powerful? Okay, I'm an interactive preacher. Y'all know that about me. I want responses, okay? Miss Zena's good at it. Let's everybody join her, okay? So we want to be good. We want to shine brightly. And as we do that, it's transformational. It, it shows Jesus does do great things. Second thing it says is dwell in the land and feed, feed, now think this through, feed on his faithfulness. Pause again. Feed on his faithfulness. Is he faithful every day? He is. No matter, when you've had your worst day, does that change who God is? No, we think it does, but it doesn't. Maybe if you've done your worst thing in the world, oh, he'll never help me now. He still loves us, no matter how things have gone that day. And we need to feed on his faithfulness, whether you've had a good or a bad day. I pause again. 
You need to feed on his faithfulness every day because he wants to give it to you every day. Our God's a daily God. You can write that in the notes somewhere. Our God is a daily God. He's not just... I remember when I first got saved, the only time I thought God really moved was on Sunday or Wednesday because that's when we had church. I didn't think he moved any other day because I never felt him except on Sunday or Wednesday. And he started showing me, hey, I can move on Monday too. I can even move on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday even. You know what, you know what changed that? I started inviting him to move on those days. And now I'm finding he moves 24 hours a day, seven days a week if we'll let him. Isn't that the key word? If we will let him. If we'll let him work in us, his faithfulness will be extended to every area of your life. Good, now I'm getting the crowd involved. Every area of your life, he wants to move in daily. And here's the verse that we are going to focus on. Verse 4, we are to delight ourselves also in the Lord... And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, again, when I first got saved, they didn't think you were supposed to have anything good. You're supposed to be this poverty-driven Christian that had nothing and barely could get along. And that shows how godly you were. I mean, that's just how bad the theology was back then. But God wants to give you the desires of your heart daily... If you'll delight in him, if you'll just love him, not to spend it on your own, but I'm talking about the, the good desires. You want enough coming in to pay all the bills. Don't you think God wants to do that? I, I know this week I was getting low on money and thinking, oh no, what am I going to do? And then one of the ministries that I support sent me a letter. And what I do is I get the letter and I pray, God, do you want me to give or not? This, and for a while, he hadn't been say giving, just hasn't. But this letter came across my path and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to give to him. And the old me would go, but you know I don't have any money. You know? No, he, it was so clear, give in obedience. So I gave in obedience to this ministry. I knew it was God. I knew he'd been faithful in the past. He'd be faithful again. One thing about being a teacher on Christmas time is you get gifts from your kids. So the very next day, which was yesterday, I go in, and these kids start coming to me with envelopes. We love you, Mr. Bogan. You're such a good teacher here. I opened every one of them. There was big, big amounts of money, and I'll just stop at that. Everyone, I just kept opening, looking around. Yes, this is good. I mean, I'm talking a big amount of money. Over and above, what I just prophesied, over and above came in. Because I obeyed God and I gave when he told me to. He is asking us to do the same thing. Daily delight in him. Be obedient, do good. And he's going to start giving you new tires or whatever it is you need. Whatever the need is, 
he will start giving. And that's what he's begun to show me in the last, like, four months. These little whisper prayers I would pray. It'd be nice if I had so-and-so. And lo and behold, it would happen. I can give you, you know, one after another how that happened. <clears throat> so that's the first encouragement. Do this daily. Delight in him. Wake up every morning and say, I'm going to delight in you no matter what happens today. I'm going to love you no matter what happens. I'm going to obey you no matter what happens and watch what he does. Now look, look at the verse 5. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring the following to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently in him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, and do not fret. It only causes harm. It's called a new mindset. He's calling us to have a righteous mindset that will change us for all of eternity. He's asking us to not be negative. Amen or oh me. I, I'm from the negative world. I was very negative when I first got saved. I'm a German. Germans are, are just negative. Anybody else German out here? I, I just, the way I was, you know, the, the glass was half empty all, all the time. But when I first got saved, that's just the way it was. But the more I embraced Jesus, the, the, half, the glass became half full. You know what I'm saying? I began to let God renew my mind, Romans 12, and get that German mentality out of the way and start thinking biblically. What a, what a concept. Let's think biblically about life. So that is what I began to learn to do. Not focus on the negative, but focus on the, the promises of God. So as I've done that, he's began to change me. Particularly since I've come here. I'm getting more and more free. I'm just going to give you a little testimony. I've, I've been on a, I, I didn't realize it, but I've been on like a 30-year journey of God taking stuff out of me so that what he wants to come from me comes out. And this church has helped me more and more as we go through corporate curse breaking, as we renew our mind, as we have inner healing. You know, I was playing basketball. I'm the coach of my team, junior high team, and I've had the most fun this week because there's such a healing God's done. I can really enjoy some things like I used to. I was making passes to astound the kids, and they're going, wow, you're really good. Well, that's why I'm the coach, because I'm really good. That's what coaches do. We usually are pretty good, so that's why we can be a good coach. Yeah, you, one of them said something along that line. You must have been the starter on your team. To be honest, I wasn't. I was only this tall back then, but, but I grew up finally, and I can actually play pretty good, so it's... It's always amazing how much energy Mr. Bulgren has. But God wants that to be the daily reality. That we have a, a spirit, think this through, a spirit of excellence in everything you do. 
Again, one amen over here. Anybody else want? Okay, y'all are finally getting it. <laughs> Declare what the scripture says. He does want a spirit of excellence in everything we do. Now I get to do the Christmas theme just to kind of make this a Christmas message. I want to give you an example of someone in scripture who, who did whisper prayers. And the one that came to mind was Mary. So if you'll turn to or follow along, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. I just want to read the story to you to remind you of what was going on. If I can see it with my small eyes. Let me find verse 8. Here's what the scripture says. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. This is the Christmas story. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know that well. Now look at how it all came together. Verse 15. So it was when the angel had gone away from them in the, into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let's now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. And, and remember when they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, now, when they had seen him, they made known widely the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherd. Then here's the key verse. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they'd heard and seen and it was as it was told to them. She pondered it in her heart. Did she verbally say anything? No, she just whispered a prayer. Thank you for letting me be that virgin that got the privilege of bearing the Son of God. She pondered it in her heart and, and I believe was thanking God that she was chosen as his vessel. What, is, what does that mean to you? You need to ponder every day what you want the Holy Spirit to do in you and through you. You need to go out on a limb, so to speak, and start asking Him to bring some changes in your life that will be for all of eternity. I had the privilege of doing the prayer call every Wednesday with the church. Some of you have been enjoying that. And we pray for everything going on. So one of our members asked for a special prayer a week ago, and she came back this week and said, I started finding checks in the mail. Is that somebody over here that I know? <laughs> but she was willing to go out on a limb and say, I'm struggling. I need some help. And a week later, God brought the help. What if she had decided not to pray that? Would she have been able to come back the next week with a testimony? No, that she would not have. I'm encouraging you, go out on the limb 
asks the Holy Spirit to do something that you probably think is impossible. How many know often it seems impossible? But God wants you, God loves the impossible, actually. He loves to show out when it's impossible. He's the God of the impossible. So I am encouraging you to do like she did and step out and say, I'm struggling, but I want God to move. And she saw God move. I want you to do the same thing. Step out, whatever seems impossible, and say, Lord, I want to see a change in this. Ponder it in your heart to let God change your world. How many think he will? He will. He will do it. He will change your world. You've got to step out and ask for it. You know what happens? We, we have so many unanswered prayers because we never say them. Does that feel convicting? Anybody? Right? We, we have problems because we forget to pray about them. We want to complain more than pray. God, I'm, I'm really preaching, aren't I? Stepping on the toes really hard. Is it hurting a little bit? But I've learned in intercession, nothing is outside the realm of possibility if we, don't, if we go to the place of prayer. So th that which is over and above, you could ask or imagine, you've got to ask him for his best to come forth. So if anything, my teaching today hopefully would encourage you to step out more and to say what he says about you. To close, let's get back to Psalm 37, starting with verse 23. Look what would happen if you start doing this. Here are some things that will be the benefit of saying these whisper prayers, if you will, if pondering the right things in your heart. Look what might start happening. These steps of a good man, for men only, the women won't get this. No, I'm just joking. No, no, I, I'll correct that. These steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Though, look at this, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the, up, the Lord uh, upholds him or her with his hand. If you are willing to step out and ponder things, whisper prayers, if you will, he's going to uphold you with his righteous right hand. He's going to keep you from falling. I've told this story before, but when my wife went to be with the Lord in 2012, as I would study the Scripture, everywhere I looked, I saw peace and joy in the Scripture. Everywhere I looked. God wants, no matter what has gone, and this was a big loss. We had been married for 25 years, very happy. But Wes knows, knows her, or do her. We had a wonderful marriage, and God, God chose to take her. We prayed her best prayers, but God chose to take her. And as I went through the rough time of that loss, everywhere I looked, God said, take part of my peace and my joy. And it turned me around. And I started letting the Lord restore peace and joy to me. So let him uphold you with his righteous right hand. Okay, I, this verse is going to hurt some of us. I've been young but now I'm old. I'm on the second part of it. 
Some of you can say the first part still, right? Right over here, my Red Raider guy. You're young, but I'm old now. <laughs> but the truth is, yet we both have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their descendants begging for bread. Isn't that a good promise? No matter what age you are, that shows there's going to be a righteous history that you're not going to go without. That's all through Scripture as well. You will not fall and you will not go without. You won't be begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Every one of your descendants are blessed because you have chosen the righteous way. Depart from evil, and there it is again, do good and dwell there forevermore. For the Lord loves justice, does not forsake his saints. They're preserved forever, but the, the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. These are the things the Holy Spirit has said he wants to do in the believer's life. If you are a believer, you're a candidate for these kind of blessings. Let me just give some final thoughts for you. I am by no means perfect. Your pastor is not perfect. Is that okay? We're not perfect. Sometimes y'all exalt us. Oh, look at Pastor Keith. He's so perfect. No, I struggle too, like everybody else. I just happen to be called to preach. But none of us is perfect. But is he perfecting all of us? That's the good news. And since I've been at this church, God has been perfecting me more and more because of what I've already mentioned to you. Even pastors have curses we have to break. Even pastors have things in our life, strongholds, that God wants to deal with. But even though that is true, we all are in the perfecting process. As I prayed for each of you, I did get prophetic words. And I'm just going to give them as I got them. I prayed for every, ch every chair, and I've seen every chair full. Pastor knows this. I have seen them full prophetically. And so I went by every chair, and whoever's ordained, so you didn't know you would be sitting there, but I prayed you in. Aren't you glad? <laughs> okay. But I pray, I, and I know there's going to be a day we're going to walk in here, and every seat is going to be filled. Okay, and he's given this to me twice. So, so I've joked about some of you are going to change to this section, but for some reason, Zena, this section is going to be full of very prophetic people. So everybody get up now and go right over here right now. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I've gotten this twice. This section will be full of very prophetic people, hungry people, wanting more of the Word of God. Kennedy, where did he go? Where is Kennedy? I've got a word for him. Somebody go find him. Do you know where he is? <laughs> okay, I'll hold the word. And I'll give it, get back to it. Come in back in here. Hey. Hang in there. Your best is yet to come. He's going to make your, your mind so clear. You're going to be up there preaching. Do you believe that? Someday you're going to be doing what I'm doing. I've been on a 30-year journey to get where I'm at. Someday you're going to be doing what I'm doing. Do you believe that? Well, get ready, okay? 
good. Hallelujah. I've already told you about prosperity over and above what you can ask or imagine is coming. There will continue to be hungry hearts that come through that door. And Miss Martha and I see them almost every week. Hungry people come in saying, can we get a ministry session? That's going to continue to happen more and more and more. How many heard the prophetess who came by during the conference? Who, who was there? I claim every word she said. She said we'd have our own building. I don't know if y'all caught that. She said would there be triple the amount of people coming that I've even prophesied. So I did the math. That's 300. I did 100 to 150. I'm a math teacher. Anyway, moving on. So that's coming. Our own building, at least 300 people come in here regularly because they know God's with us. And what pastor got so excited, we would be actively participating in the end time revival. I mean, miracles and healing and everything you can imagine is going to happen regularly in this place. So don't look at, no, I never, when I prophesy, I never look at numbers. You know, because I've learned when you prophesy, you're going to have to wait to see it fulfilled. So when I look out here, I don't see 20 people. I see 100 to now 300 people. Prophetically, I see it and I call it forth every day. So my encouragement to you is do the same thing. Become a partner in intercession for these things that she said. Our own building, triple the amount of people coming in, and that we would be actively involved in the end time revival that's been prophesied for 30 years. I've been around the prophetic a long time. And to be honest, I kind of doubted it. In the end times, there'll be the greatest revival you've ever seen. And I'd look around, nothing was going on. Thinking, oh, these guys, that sounds really good. I don't know if I'll ever see it. We're there. I'm just letting you know, we are at that end time revival. It's happening every day somewhere in the world. Miraculous healings. Miracles are happening. People are getting set free and delivered like we teach actively every day. We are in the middle, or at least the beginning of that end time revival. And it's going to get even more exciting to be a part of. So I want, I'm, I'm enlisting you as an intercessor. Start praying these things in. You need to put it on your prayer list to pray for that building, to pray for 300 people, to pray for our, our part in the end time revival. And then also pray the fourth thing, here am I, send me. Or does he only want to use Pastor Keith to do this? He wants to use, that's what I love about the kingdom of God. Everyone is to be involved. You need to start praying the fourth prayer. Lord, what is my place in it? What do you want me to do to help foster revival? I told Miss Catherine, I saw a whole row of people just that she had invited. You need to just have that spirit of invitation. There's cards back there that have the address of the church. Keep giving them out. That'll be part of bringing in the 300 people. So that is my charge to you. Become an intercessor who, who, who let God use you to transform hearts and lives. 
I'm going to call Miss Martha up here. We're going to be available to pray, pray for you. If you have a physical need, healing need, uh, if, if we can start some music back here, Miss Grace.